We just want to let you know that we appreciate your time and your support. It absolutely means the world to us. And as I've said in the past, if you'd like to give to our podcast, uh, we have a program on Patreon. So if you'd like to support us, you can go on www.patreon.com forward slash the codependent me podcast. Again, that's www.patreon.com forward slash the codependent me podcast. We have some really cool subscriptions, um, anything from a dollar, I think up to $50. You can get a bunch of freebies. You get shout outs on the podcast. We really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shah. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. He is my friend, even though I just met him. (laughs) We are definitely connected and I am so grateful for you being on the show. I would like to introduce Christian De La Huerta. Thank you for for being on the Codependent Me podcast. I am so happy to hear. And, you know, I was thinking as you were speaking, like, I feel like I just got a new sister. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. And, and, And thank you for having me. I love being on your show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like to tell people we met on Podmatch, which is this wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful site that will place podcasters with people who like to be interviewed and tell their story and like to promote their uh, their their gifts to the world. And that is where we were connected and I am grateful. And if you don't mind, Christian, will you tell the audience about yourself? Yes, of course. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing personal transformation, transformational coaching, retreats, workshops for over 30 years now. Um, things vary. You know, sometimes it's about doing relationships consciously about stepping into our own power in a way that it's not about hierarchy and control and fear and domination. I do some focus specifically on women's empowerment. Mm-hmm. I work with life purpose. And I think, you know, one of my, one of the ways that I, that my intentions around my work is to create spaces, opportunities for people to really tap into and discover and begin to express more and more their inner beauty, their inner magnificence, their unique human potential. So to empower people to do that. And because that's where our fulfillment and our satisfaction ultimately lie. Yes, that is beautiful. And you wrote this phenomenal book 
called the awakening of so wait awakening the soul of power that's right and i read this book and it was just mm, it was it truly does do what the title says <laughs> it <laughs> awakens the soul of power i felt very powerful um but i have to i have to say i don't think i realized because if you had asked me before reading the book if i felt powerful i would tell you yes absolutely Good. right but as i was reading the book i was like oh it's really got me thinking about some things you know <laughs> maybe maybe i didn't feel as powerful maybe i didn't look at these certain areas you know you talk about you know heroes and all of these different oh it's just it was so good and you know we talked a little bit before the podcast and it makes you think you know you can tell that you are really planting you're planting mm. in that you're planting seeds in that book and it mm. was i felt it <laughs> mm. I completely felt it. I, I knew that, you know, a lot of people know that you have to repeat certain things in order for things to resonate with people. And there were times that you would uh, say certain, I say, say, because I, I listened to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't actually read it. I listened to it. But, um, you know, where I would hear things over and over and I would go, ah, oh, that is, you know, that is what a hero is. You know, that is. Um, you know, you, you defined what bullying is and it's just, it was beautiful. It, it really, really was a fantastic read. And I would urge everyone, everyone listening to go to Amazon to get the book. It is Awakening the Soul of Power. So please, please, please tell us what brought you there. What, what made you you know, place this beautiful book on there. It's a, it's a, and by the way, thank you for those beautiful, amazing words. As, as we were talking about before we started recording, for me, writing is work. Um, and so to hear that kind of feedback and to know how it touched you and how it resonated with you, um, it just made my day. Like it really oh. moves me in a deep way. And right. because you really got it, you really got my intention behind it. Yes. Um, and I'm beyond delighted that that it had that effect on you. I'm grateful. So, you know, I started thinking about this probably 10 years ago, maybe maybe a little bit longer. Um, and, you know, I don't say this often, but since we're already dropping in so deep, I was sitting in meditation, and for only the second time in my life, now it's happened three times, but this was only the second time, I heard audible words. And and the words were the soul of power. And I was like, huh, what is that? What a concept. But, you know, what about my life? Kind of forgot about it. But it was kind of in the back of my mind. And about a month later, I had submitted a book proposal to a, a literary agent that I was working with at the time. And I don't know if you know what a book proposal is, but it's, you know, like, it's like a huge term paper where you got to do this whole marketing analysis and what's the book about, a comparison to what else is out there in the market, who's your audience, why am I to, the one to deliver this message? It was exhausting. Lots and of so, so she said, she wrote me back to, wrote me back and said, yeah, I want to work with you. 
but I want to see some of these marketing ideas implemented before we pitch it to a publisher, which would have taken me a year to implement the marketing plan. So I was like putting on the brakes. It was okay. What am I going to do now? Because I was already spending the advance in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had this realization. I thought like, if I've been saying for years, and if I really do believe that the single most important thing that needs to happen in the world is the empowerment of women, mm-hmm. then what am I doing about that specifically? And of course, I've always worked with women, but I wasn't focused on this issue of women's empowerment. So it was like empowerment of women, the soul of power is like light bulb, of course. Like, wow, how do we step into power in a different way? That is not this patriarchal power over thing, right? It's more of a power with approach. So it's power that it's not about hierarchy, about control, about fear, about force, about domination, manipulation, that it doesn't require that I push anybody down, put my knee to their neck in order for me to feel powerful. Like, how do we do it in a different way? And it's for everybody. We all, we all have issues around power and, and, but, specifically with a message for women. And and it's not to idealize women. It's not to put women up on a pedestal. And it's certainly not to give women more crap to clean up in this world of this mess that we've all created in this planet. It's because as a species, as a planet, as humanity, we've been working so off kilter where it comes to the balance between the masculine and the feminine energies. And, And so for me, it's like a strategic thing. Like, because when women are in 50% of power, we're nowhere near close to that. Um, we're going to have a very different relationship to war and poverty and hunger and social justice and education and, and wealth distribution and how we treat the environment to all of it. And so for me, it's like, all right, what is one thing that I could focus on that then is going to ripple out and impact other areas? And that's what I land on. It's so good. You, um, you know, you definitely tapped completely in about the feminine, but I want the people to know that you, you got into the masculine as well, right? So it's very balanced. It's a very balanced book. Um, I want people to understand that, um, you know, again, and I keep, this is what kept coming to me just during the whole thing. I keep hearing about heroism, right? Um, so I do want to ask, what is heroism to you? Yeah, and, and that's a really good question because I'm an unlikely person to be talking about being a hero and, and personal empowerment. Like, I know self-doubt. I know self-hatred. Like, my entire adolescence was one long depression. And, and fast forward to today and, and no matter what happens in my life no matter the the details the circumstances whether a relationship works out or it doesn't whether a project succeeds or it fails in quotes never ever ever do i question my sense of worth like that is unshakable and so i know that if that can happen in me it can happen in anybody and and, and that's what I wanted to share in this book. And I think it's such a, a, a powerful message for your audience because the, the stronger our sense of self, the more established we are in who we are, the less 
the chances that we're going to be codependent and that we're going to be letting our power seek, you know, seep out and give it away and uh, settle for less. I can't think of anyone that could be in a power in, in a, in a powerful place in their minds that did not go through having self-esteem issues. Um, you know, not feeling or I feel like you have to get there. Everyone has to get there. I don't think that anyone is just 100% confident in themselves all the time. And that is, it's the fight to get there. That's the hero in them. Yes. Yes. And that's so, what makes it real. It's like, it, this exactly. is not stuff I read in the book. It's not stuff that I heard in a workshop. Mm-hmm. It's like stuff I lived. Exactly. And so I know what it feels like Absolutely. to have poor self-esteem and to have like hate yourself. Like I know right. what that feels like. And I also know how to get free from that and how to transcend that. And, yes. and that's what the book walks the reader by the hand. Like, How do you do Absolutely. that? Yes, I think that's beautiful. And a lot of people, you know, again, I, I want people to understand, you know, you can't go into a phone book, I mean, a phone booth and spin around and come out with a cape on, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not the way it works. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, have yeah. to go in that phone booth and do the work. And that yes. work takes time. You know, yes. I've been, you know, I've, I feel like I've been on this self-help, self-love journey for a while. And it was funny. I was probably three weeks ago. I happened to be in the bathroom. I was washing my hands and I looked at myself and I got butterflies in my stomach for seeing me. Right. Mm. I was like, oh, hi. So <laughs> wonderful. It's never, it's, I've never heard of anybody saying that it happened to them, <laughs> but I was so happy to see me. I love that. Like, wow. You know, and for the first time, I felt like I truly, genuinely loved me. Oh my and God, it's so beautiful. And it worked, and it worked. But I felt it, and I identified with it. And I felt that worth, right? So that is the work that is worth doing. Yes. You know? Yes, and that's what I mean by heroism. Yes. Right, to- to coast through life, you know, just buffeted by life's curveballs and the ups and the downs and medicating ourselves to not feel the stuff that we're trying to run away from. Understandably, um, anybody can do that. The thing about that stuff that we don't want to face, it's like it's not going to go away just because we're like trying to sweep it under the rug. It's only going to fester under the surface and it's going to get worse. And at some point you're going to have to pay the piper. Yes. So I would suggest the sooner the better mm-hmm. and to, to have the courage because it takes courage to look inside of ourselves and to ask the, the hard questions. Who am I? What am I here for? Why do I believe the things that I believe? Why do I do the things I do? Why do I get stuck in these patterns of behavior? Why do I get stuck in these relationship patterns that sometimes feel like it's the same old boring movie, only with a different actor, a different co-lead, but it's the same crap. Same arguments, same patterns, same old crap. And at mm-hmm. some point, we got to get real and say there's one constant, Ooh. one common denominator yes. in every one of those arguments, in every one of those relationships, and it's right here. That's right. And yes, 
it's work without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's heroic it work. But, but like you're saying, it is so worthwhile. It is. Because our reward is freedom, a sense of personal empowerment, relationships that have a chance of working, a sense of meaning and purpose. It's really worthwhile. It is so worth it. It's, you know, it's what they say, when you know better, you do better. And, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, I don't fall short. I don't, I'm not saying that, you know, the next day I may have had something that was like, oh, wish I had done this better, you know, but at that moment, you feel those, those moments of nuggets that you just give mm-hmm. yourself and you don't even realize it. Yes. And when you become more aware in what you're doing, you'll have, you'll become more awakened. Yes. Right. And then you have to, then, then you have to make the decision to honor what you know. (laughs) Exactly. And I say that because there's so many times, you know, you've lived, well, I can say I've lived this life of doing what I've been told is right. You know, living a certain way. Um, Meaning, like we we were talking about it earlier, where you know you were I, I, I grew up knowing that I need to have a corporate job, I need to make a certain amount of money, snatting that nest, and you know you you've lived that and everything is great, and then all of a sudden something happens in your life and it's like this job doesn't really feel right. like I'm truly authentically supposed to be here. Right. So now I have to find the courage to walk into this new journey. You know, so now I'm fighting everything that I've been told and learned, you know, the last umpteen years that I'm now my mindset, because in this new awakening, it's telling me to walk away from it. Wow. So that takes powerful Powerful (laughs) stuff. I know. Powerful stuff. So it's really, 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 really good. Um, And it's heroic. Like that too is heroic. Yes. Right. To, to be, to have the courage to walk away from a nice paying job that, that, you know, that pays the bills, you know, it may not be the most fulfilling thing you've ever done in your mm-hmm. life, but you like it. You get away with it. You get along with the people you work with. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad gig. Right. Um, and yet you've gotten to a point from what I'm hearing you say that it's like, you've outgrown it like an old shoe. Um, and, and there's a part of you that's deeper that is feeling the call for expression right. and, and that call to service. And, and so the work that you had that's in front of you to do now is like, it's heroic because you've got to step away from that illusion of security of the biweekly paycheck, right? Because it's illusion because that company could go belly up and close their doors any given day. Yes. And illusion of security because the entire economic system is made up. Like, you know, we used to say it was paper. It's not even paper. It's ones and zeros up on a cloud somewhere. And so is that what we're going to place our trust Right. I'm not. Oh, I got to breathe that in for a moment. Oh, my goodness. That was good. (laughs) The illusion. That's good. It's illusion. It's an illusion of security. Mm. I love that. I know that's and yet you're right, because if everybody in the world, like everybody in your family, your friends, your loved ones are going to they're probably going to say maybe nine out of ten. Are you crazy? Yes. You got a nice job. What are you doing walking away from it? And from that perspective, it, it kind of makes sense. Absolutely. But the thing is like you're answering a higher call. Yes. And that, that is beyond okay. logic. 
you know, and sometimes you have to step into that. So, you know, I just want the audience to know that once you start to become very in tune with yourself and do your work, other things may rise. You know, when you become different, things around you become different, right? <laughs> Without a doubt. Mm, I love it. It's it makes me it makes me warm on the inside. It's yummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Christian, you are a coach. So, will you tell us a bit about you know what you coach, the different programs you may have, and how the audience can contact you? Yes, I've been doing retreats, like like live retreats, for thirty years, up until three years ago. Um, because one of the healing modalities that I use is is breath work, and even though we really needed it to to find a place of center in the middle of all that chaos, we couldn't be in one room breathing powerfully together. So my income came to a screeching halt overnight, which, in hindsight, it was it's been a blessing. Like without minimizing all the tragedy around the pandemic, for me, it's been a blessing for two reasons. It, it had been brewing this book inside of my head for 10 years and testing out, you know, concepts and retreats and things like that. The pandemic, I went from 100,000 miles a year on an airplane to mm -hmm. zero. So the pandemic was like a timeout, like sit your butt down and get this book out, <laughs> which I did. And then I've also known for years that I needed to create online programming for people who may never come to one of my events. And so the pandemic forced my hand. I had to. I had to pivot and create virtual programming. And I'm really glad I do because I'm starting to do live events again. Mm -hmm. But what I love about the concept of what I created was a year-long coaching program. And what it allows me to do is deliver the teachings piecemeal, like bite-sized. I know how busy everybody is. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of content each week with interactivity that's the two things that i'm able to do in a year-long program that i can't do in a weekend retreat right Inter interactivity so every week you get content stuff that you can read in 10 15 minutes and then practices that are designed to integrate those teachings so that they don't stay at the level of information we don't need more information we've got information overload yeah. what we need is transformation and that only comes from, from living, from taking on, from integrating a set of teachings. And then the other thing that this structure allows me to do is accountability. Because over the years, I've noticed that people would come to a weekend retreat and they'd have this huge expansion and see themselves from a different perspective. And when they went back home, if they didn't have a practice, a supporting environment, a system or a structure of accountability to keep them doing what they said they would do, it's easy to get sucked into the day-to-day, -day, the distractions, the responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon those old voices of fear and self-doubt start sneaking up again. And so what this system allows me to do is, is it makes the transformation more sustainable. And, and so then we spent the first quarter understanding the ego mind, you know, and, and how it sabotages us and how it plays small and how uh, it, it keeps us in a prison of fear and lack and limitation and in victim consciousness um, mm. and, and reactivity and, and a sense of self-righteousness that gets us into all sorts of trouble in our relationships um, and how to get free from that. The second quarter, we talk about empowerment. 
um, and, and again, how to step into power in a way that that is a match with who for who we are. Third quarter relationships, doing relationships consciously. Like if you are in a relationship and you've got those basic human needs for love and companionship and intimacy and sex and family and all that great stuff, then what? Right? How do we use that container of the relationship to fast track, to speed up our own process of healing and transformation, which is ultimately what we're here for? Right. Yeah. And if you're not in a relationship and would like to be, how do you, how do we identify and clear and heal the unconscious patterns that have us falling for the wrong people, sabotaging our relationships before the get go by attracting people who are not a match, who are not available, who they live on the other side of the world, or they're already with somebody else. And so, what's going on with that? And so. In clearing those obstacles to love that sometimes we're not even aware of why we do the things we do, um, it, it opens up to the possibility of relationships that can work. Um, and then the last quarter, we focus on life purpose and conscious or spiritually based leadership. Because as you and I were talking about before and, and are in alignment about, this is like an all hands on deck moment. So anybody who has the slightest suspicion, the, the, the least inkling that they have work to do as teachers, as healers, mm-hmm. as activists for change, this is it. Yes. This is the time we've been waiting for. Now is the time. There yes. are people waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, that is phenomenal. So I completely love that because you basically walk the journey with them. Yes. And by the time they graduate, I'll say graduate from you, they are already used to, you know, walking it and doing those weekly works. Exactly. That is bi-weekly coaching calls with me. And so what I love about it too, is that as, as we're going through our lives and going through like our real lives and stuff starts coming up, right. An argument with, with, with our partner or spouse, um, a, a power struggle at, at, the, at the workplace in real life, like in the moment, as we're living through it, we can apply the teachings and get the, receive the coaching and show up in a different way so that we break these old and boring patterns that have us saying yes, mm-hmm. when inside, it's really a no. Inside, it's really not okay with us. But in yes. order to appease, in order to, to, you know, to, to not rock the boat too much, um, in order because we also don't we we settle we end up settling for less for that illusion of security for a false sense of acceptance and for crumbs of of pseudo love because it can't even be real love if we're not showing up authentically as who we are anything we get in res- in response to that is not going to be authentic either you've got me writing so many notes over here <laughs> I love that pseudo love. So many people absolutely are living in that. They they yes. they have pseudo love in their relationships. Exactly. And even though they know it's not authentic or real love, you know, we all know it takes <laughs> you know, because you're so used to wanting to not hurt someone or appease or you know, you don't want to be abandoned and all these different issues. Right. You exactly. stay in relationships at least two years too long at least. most people that i know they're like ah 
I knew he wasn't for me or I knew she wasn't for me two years ago. Me too. (laughs) I've I've been there too. (laughs) Me too. Mine's more like eight, nine years. (laughs) Just to my pseudo love. Like, whoa. (laughs) So that is wonderful. And they can learn more about you. They can learn more about the book. They can get um, in touch with you by going to soulfulpower.com. Yes. Yeah. That's my website, soulfulpower.com. S-O-U-L-F-U-L, power, P-O-W-E-R.com. And for your audience, anybody who goes to my website and, and gets on my email list, and we all know how, how easy it is to click on subscribe if it doesn't work for you down the road. But anybody who does get on the email list will send them a sample chapter of the book. And it's the one that you are referencing that talks about what it means to live heroically in the 21st century. We'll send them some of these power practices that we were talking about, and we'll send them a guided meditation that I created and recorded, you know, probably two years ago in the midst of the pandemic um, that talks about how do we find a place of trust and center and balance in the midst of chaos. That is big. We are all, you know, most people, you know, we're trying to multitask and do this and do that. And, you know, it's all of this chaos. And that's why I tell people, if you can find the calm in the chaos, you are powerful. That is power. That is true, true power. I mean, if you think about it, you got all these things going on and you can just sit there and just breathe, you know, breathe and not allow all of these energies to come and take over. Ah, it's beautiful. And people's judgments and their expectations and their demands and the conditioning from society and family and culture um and and all of it and and i'm from the the caribbean i'm cuban originally Mm -hmm. um and so and you know my family's in south florida miami where where i am now um and for us a a hurricane is a really we have that visual ingrained in our minds um because we've seen the the weather warnings countless times and so to me what, what what i think of when you when you say that it's the eye of the storm, yes. right? We allow all the drama yes. around us and we don't have to get sucked into it. Mm-hmm. We maintain our center. Oh, yes. Christian, this has been very yummy. <laughs> <It's> been... <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and very, it's been a very awesome, awesome, awesome time with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the Codependent Me podcast. You have blessed the stage today. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for having the show because I know in your your willingness to to do that, right? To to put yourself outside of your comfort zone, which is also heroic. In your willingness to do that, you're impacting lives. And so thank Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. I want the audience to know that I will have all of Christian's, uh, his Instagram, Facebook, you know, all of his links, his website, name of the book. I'm going to put the link, the Amazon link on there. Check him out. You guys, I'm here to tell you the man came on so peaceful. Like it's, I just finished work and came and I sat down. And as soon as I looked at your face, I was like, okay, I'm calm. I'm good. All is well. (laughs) 
<laughs> talk about peace amongst the chaos. You were my peace today. Ooh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thank you. Yes. And if you could tell the audience one last thing, what would it be? That I know in the beginning it's hard to get, but that there is a hero inside of you and that there is a way out, that there is a way that you can step into your power in mm -hmm. a way that works for you with healthy boundaries, with respect and compassion for others and clear boundaries. And that even though we might think about that, that is selfish, it is not selfish. It is actually in service. Like when we know who we are and we know what we like and what we don't like and our preferences and our desires and what's negotiable and what's not, we are so clear in the world. And that makes a difference in every one of our relationships. Ah, mm -hmm. oh, that is wonderful. <laughs> well, I want to let the audience know that I am very clear that you can choose any podcast out here, but you chose this one and I thank you. So as we always say, you matter and your story matters. Until next time, bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.